Hello, I'm Hannah Kaplan, and this is the WCS Wild Audio Podcast, where you'll find reported audio stories covering the latest news and newsmakers from WCS's field sites, zoos and aquarium, and their conservation partners. We've got a great show today, so let's get to it. After two years of delay due to the COVID pandemic, the long-awaited 15th conference of the parties to the Convention on Biological Diversity is upon us. As we look to the start of the meeting in Montreal, Canada, WCS Wild Audio spoke to Sue Lieberman, Justina Ray, and Alfred DeGemis to learn how the global community is addressing the current biodiversity crisis and gain insight into what to expect in Montreal. Nat Moss reports. The biennial meeting of the Convention on Biological Diversity, or CBD, was originally scheduled to be held in Kunming, China in 2020. But with the onset of the COVID pandemic, the conference was delayed and then split into two parts. An initial phase that opened the meeting last year in Kunming and set the stage for further negotiations. And a second phase that now runs from December 7th through 19th in Canada, still under the presidency of the Chinese government. As WCS Vice President for International Policy, Sue Lieberman explains, there's a lot on the line. It's important to understand we are in the midst of a biodiversity crisis. Ecosystems are collapsing. Species are becoming more and more endangered. We are also in the midst of a climate crisis. We are also in the midst of a pandemic crisis. This meeting is in Canada two years later than it was supposed to take place because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We cannot prevent the next pandemic without taking actions for biodiversity, including preventing pathogen spillover, and including keeping forests intact. We can't solve the climate crisis without protecting, conserving, and restoring biodiversity. And we can't completely solve the biodiversity crisis without dealing with climate change. These are all interrelated. The most widely discussed target of the meeting in the lead-up to the Conference of the Parties, or COP, has been the commitment to protect 30% of terrestrial and marine areas by 2030, what has become informally referred to as 30 by 30. But that's not the only focus. The post-2020 Global Biodiversity Framework, or GBF, is the underlying structure for achieving goals and targets of the convention in the current decade. WCS is pushing particularly hard to ensure that the framework prioritizes the improvement of ecological integrity and the protection of intact ecosystems, that it tackles the need to reduce the threat of pathogen spillover tied to trade and other wildlife uses, and that it addresses the 30 by 30 commitment in a manner that is meaningful and equitable. So you might be asking, how does a forum in which 196 countries have to agree to something actually arrive at final text? That's Alfred DeGemis, Associate Director of International Policy at WCS. There are targets ranging from protected areas and conserved areas to pollution, to finance, to agriculture, to fisheries. And so that the, the mandate of the GBF and of the CBD can be quite wide, given the role that biodiversity plays in all of our lives. But that, that scope, that very large scope, makes it very challenging to agree to something collectively. And if one part of the negotiations fails, there's a chance that the entire negotiation fails. So we may talk a lot about things like 30 by 30, et cetera, in the, in the press, but if 30 by 30 isn't buttressed by these other parts of the global biodiversity framework, uh, it could be in danger. WCS Canada President and Senior Scientist Justina Ray speaks to that complexity. Most people have been talking about what everybody affectionately calls 30 by 30, but the details really, really matter. It's not just about how much land is protected, but what is the quality of protection? Where is the protection taking place? Whether or not 
uh, the areas are managed effectively, whether or not they're managed equitably. The biodiversity convention has always been a bit of a stepchild to the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, even though they were born at the same time in 1992 in Rio. And uh, the trajectory of both have been very different. Uh, it's much more difficult to measure biodiversity since it's so complex and it's not as tangible in terms of impacts uh, to many people. But that has shifted, particularly with the pandemic, but also with evidence about the linkage between biodiversity and the well-being of people, their livelihoods and so forth. Uh, Indigenous-led conservation is a huge theme with respect to the biodiversity crisis. It's front and center in Canada. While there are many ways the CBD conference could fail to meet our moment, Sue Lieberman emphasizes that the opportunity exists to achieve real results. We're hopeful that governments will adopt a strong, meaningful framework that deals with all threats to biodiversity and commits the governments, the global community, to take action to turn around what we've done to our planet, to turn around into a more nature-positive rather than nature-negative approach. I can't say what's going to happen. We'll be there on the ground working very hard to try to encourage governments to do the right thing for the sake of the future, for the sake of nature, and for the sake of our planet. For WCS Wild Audio, this is Nat Moss. Today's episode was produced and reported by Nat Moss with help from Hannah Kaplan and Dan Rosen. The WCS Wild Audio Podcast is a production of the Wildlife Conservation Society. Please join us next week for a new episode, and don't forget to rate or review the show wherever you get your podcasts.